Oh, hi. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Just went right in. Oh, I forgot to take the picture. Oh, my gosh. He was like, uh, uh, I need your mic check. And then all of a sudden, he is recording. Yep. He always oh, pouring some more weekend water over there. That's how it comes. Well, I had a glass with dinner. I'm having <laughs> a glass to loosen up. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't have any with dinner. So this is, uh, I'm starting off real tight. Real tight. <laughs> <laughs> real stiff. Yeah, that's you. It's <laughs> real uptight. Just real buttoned up. Real buttoned up. This is hard. I'm having to vamp while he's taking yeah, the... You can just talk. <laughs> You're off mic. I, it's like, it's like, I don't know. All right. Well, I'm back. He's back and he's bad, ladies and gentlemen. I'm back and I'm bad at podcasting. Welcome to... Stay at Homekins. We're the Homekins, and so are you, by the way. We're all Homekins. We've decided that's what our listeners are called. We're all in it together. We're all in it together. You're the little cute Homekinses. We just decided on a name as it's time to stop doing the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we don't know when we're... We, we're having like an ongoing existential crisis <laughs> about podcast. Uh, what uh, do we do? Podcastually speaking. Yeah. Like, what do we do? Do we keep, well, I mean, we're still stuck at home at this juncture. <laughs> Record scratch. Let's start at the beginning. I'm Janie Haddad Tompkins. I'm Paul F. Tompkins. He's a comedian. She's an actress. We are married couple in quarantine together with recording equipment in Los Angeles. This is a pandemical podcast. Welcome to the party. <laughs> Pull up a seat, pour yourself a weekend water, whatever that is. It can be anything. It doesn't have to be alcohol. It could be juice. Juice. It could be juice. Remember, David Remember the swimmer? From the O.J. Juice, Simpson uh, juice. juice. Remember the montage they made of every time he said juice? and I don't, but I would watch it again. It's on YouTube. Yeah. Mm. I do remember that now. Look yes. it up, guys. Look it up. If you haven't seen juice. the Ryan Murphy American Crime Story anthology show about the O.J. Simpson trial. By the way, it's awesome. You should watch it. It's great. Yeah. David Schwimmer plays the lawyer Kardashian. I forgot Robert, it. Robert Kardashian. Okay. The lawyer Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't remember his first name. I didn't remember his first name. I mean, you just made a big peefy. <laughs> a big what? <laughs> you saw that video of the hologram what? that Kanye West gave Kim Kardashian of her dead father. Oh, you mean the like $200,000 one that he gave her right before they got the divorce? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh huh. I mean, I didn't see it. I'm uh, kind of vaguely aware of Kardashianism. Kardashiana. Kardashiana. Yeah. Um, how can As you escape I. it? Yeah. How can you escape it? I really only see it if someone puts it right in front of me. It's not something that I seek out. Um, and boy, do they put it in front of you. I mean, they just do. I mean, they're trying to break the internet every other <laughs> second. Um, I'm trying to use the internet. Thank you. Uh, maybe don't try to break it. What about the hologram? In the hologram, he's he uses this word "peefy," which I guess is a cute little family slang for a, a, a bodily activity. That's private, and it should have stayed so. You know what it is? Is there anything private in their lives? I'm just curious. <laughs> is nothing sacred? <laughs> I'm just saying, like even peefies are on display. <laughs> like I'm working on boundaries at this juncture in my young life, and it's. It's a. It has been eye opening. This is a good time for you to do it at this stage. <laughs> you know what? I wish I had done it. Um, you know, like 
five years ago when I was like 18 and stuff. But like, <laughs> basically, um, I only kind of started having to do it when I got this age, though, because I didn't, my bandwidth didn't shrink up until recently. Right. Like, and, and then I was like, what the fuck is everyone doing coming at me all the time with this? And I was like, oh, I'm the one with the neon sign saying open for business vacancies. <laughs> this is on me. This is on me. This is not on others. <laughs> it is not the fault of others or the lives of others. It's your <laughs> Oh, life. that's one of my favorite films. It's a great film. Highly recommend if you haven't seen it. Recommendation so early in the show. Can you What's imagine? It? It's about the Stasi. Isn't that what it's called? <laughs> or is it the, st- the Stasi? Yeah. Stasi. Stasi, I think. Stasi. S T A S I. I got to revisit that movie because I fucking loved it so much when it we really saw it in movie. the theater. I was like, this shit is good. Okay. <laughs> like in terms of movies. Janie walked, she was enjoying the movie so much, she was walking up and down the aisle of the movie theater. <laughs> She's folding her arms, shaking her head, and saying, "This shit is good." I that would not happen because then I wouldn't be able to read the subtitles of the movie. I, you were walking backwards, backwards, yes, up a, the aisle in a U shape, yes. And then I scooted behind the last row backwards, <laughs> and then I scooted back down the other That's right. side. That's right. It was quite a spectacle. Wait, then I pivoted. I didn't scoot backwards. Pivot. Another David Schwimmer. And then I was able to walk toward. I don't understand the layout of this theater. But just go with us. I yeah, I, I lost track and then I checked out. Pivot. I'm sure I talked about this. How I was a background artist mm-hmm. on the set of the hit sitcom Friends in the final years. The last two years when it was they were each making they were making so much fucking money. Fifteen million dollars an episode. I already talked about this because I talked about the sushi and how Courtney yes. Cox flew in the Chick Fil A. Yeah. Because there wasn't a Chick-fil-A in Los Angeles at that time. That's right. And she had to have her Southern shit. And know? there were no gay characters on Friends. <laughs> <laughs> there weren't. I never watched Friends. No, not, the, not the six. Not the core six. Not the core. I, oh, wait. He had an ex-wife, though, that was gay. The lesbian yes, ex-wife. that's right. That's right. And but, everyone thought Chandler was gay. Chandler was Matthew Perry. Yeah. <laughs> I never watched the show, y'all. I mean, I watched it being made. Does so that make you sense? So you saw it in a way that other people... I loved it because I didn't like making background artists money. So don't get that in your head. <laughs> if that's what you were thinking. If that's what you were thinking, you know. However, I loved the experience of learning how a sitcom, how a multicam sitcom set operated Mm -hmm. because I was here to work in television. And for me, it was like a master class Mm -hmm. that they paid me not much for. (laughs) 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 When I first got to Los Angeles, Mm -hmm. did I tell this on this? Good. But this is part of the podcast, guys. We repeat things. We try not to. We try not to. I'm sure it's frustrating. The more episodes we're getting, though, it's like harder to keep track. Of what we've said. Well, we could stop right now. <laughs> Paul wants to end the podcast. <laughs> no, not end the podcast. <laughs> Here's the thing. I like doing the podcast, but I think it will be, it definitely will be harder to, do. let's just talk about it. It will be harder to do on a weekly basis 
because we will be once our lives resume yeah, hopefully in, a, in a way that they that is close to what they used to be. Hopefully that will become like a reality that we yeah. will start being able to gather and dupli- du- do places. Go Dupli- duplicate places. <laughs> Meet the Duplass brothers. I'd like to meet the Duplass brothers. That's a whole other story. Well, I'm not, look, I've I met, met them. one. I met one at a party. Mm-hmm. You met Jay. Yeah, he was. Yeah, in, he was very. I nailed it. He was very into you. <laughs> He's very into me. Um, I'm just saying, like, if we go, like, our lives before this pandemic are nothing like this. Like we. If we were home on a Friday night, it would be because we were really tired and we needed to recharge. Hold on. You don't think that's true? All right. He's I, looking at me with skepticism. Probably, I mean, look, we did, we did, I, I would say right before the, the pandemic, we were still homebodies, but there were more opportunities to do things. Like we would go out to dinner with people. We would get invited to this or that, you know. And sometimes, yes, there would be work that would keep you out yeah. all day and night. Um, but, but like I was just saying right before this, like, oh, this is exciting. Our internet went out. <laughs> <laughs> well, we made it go out. I don't know how we made it go out. I Well, we, we rebooted the, the but we, thing. But we had to reboot it because it went out. It went out on one device. No, it went out on every device. It, I wasn't getting it on my phone but when did that happen that happened after the reboot i don't think so this cannot be interesting to people all right it doesn't matter because i spent 40 minutes on the phone with at&t and it's fine my point is this i texted the neighbors hey is your internet out it wasn't (laughs) wait but we had a conversation about the internet and then we're eating our dinner and i was like god in normal times (sighs) I was just saying in normal times, <laughs> we would just be like, we have all this spaghetti come over here yeah, or or whatever. Do you think it was but crucial now- <laughs> that people knew the internet went out first? <laughs> Continue with your side of things. <laughs> with my side of things. This is like a Rashomon. It should always be a Rashomon. Yeah, it if always my is, si- girlfriend. Listen, if my side of things were like your side of things, I'd be the one booking the comedy clubs. Hey, Do you know what I'm saying? two sides. There's three sides every story. Do my side, your side, and the truth side. My side, your side, four sides. and the far side. I thought it was four sides. What's the f- what? The truth and something and what really happened or something like that. Well, no, the truth takes care of that. By the way, that saying is... Fucking stupid. And I don't like it. Yeah. And don't say it. <laughs> don't say it, guys. You've been warned. Here's the th- here's Cancel the Cancel culture takes another victim. <laughs> that expression. <laughs> Some I saw a good tweet this week about oh, congrats. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I'm jealous. If we don't get out of this house, it's been a year. It's been a year. That what we've was, been home. Yes. What was the tweet that you saw? With one another. <laughs> Something about... There were two. <laughs> one guy... Someone tweeted something about... Some guy yelled at me. 
for being a coward for wearing a mask and he's he has to carry a gun to church or something <laughs> that was one and then the other one was cuz you know we're in the middle of the culture wars right culture wars it's first it. came the cola wars it's the then la- the late night wars <laughs> now we're in the culture wars <laughs> And then, and someone said, uh, the same people complaining, I'm sure this is viral. Like everyone's seen this one. The same people complaining about cult, culture, cancel culture are the same people who raised hell over football, kneeling at football games, um, God, there were like three other things. There were like three other cancel culture things. Yes. So anyway, the culture wars. Here we are. (laughs) So anyway, the culture wars. Yeah, we're in the middle of this culture war. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, we have been, but it's now that that, uh, liberals are in charge again, then conservatives have to make it all about the culture war and the deficit, which nobody actually gives a shit about. Because it's like a magical unicorn. Yes. Imagine if like other countries showed up on our doorstep and were like, you owe us a great deal of money. Hey, you know, they talked about canceling some student debt. Maybe some yeah. other countries would cancel some of our debt. I wonder who we owe. <laughs> we still owe money to. But the deficit, of course, is I, I want people to know that I understand it's not money that we owe to other nations. It's I, the it's the fake money that we print up and then we say we don't have enough. I don't understand the deficit, and I don't care to. Please don't tweet me anything about the, the deficit. We make up. I don't want to know anything. Yeah, we make up a, a fucking budget and then we go past it, and then we're like, oh no. My understanding it was it's like how much we all owe. Mm-hmm. Oh, like it's our fault. <laughs> Everything's our fault. I will not. COVID's our fault. I will Did you know not that? take responsibility. I'm no bat. Everything's our fault. That's the new name of the game. Well, that's definitely what's happening in LA with the vaccine rollout is that they make us blame each other. <laughs> yeah. We're in the middle of a Hunger Games sequel right now. <laughs> <laughs> right now with the Pretty vaccine. Cool, really? With the vaccine. By the way, Biden came on TV. He was like, just, you got to get it. Just go get it. Whatever. Folks. <laughs> I think the cultural war thing is so stupid right now because the whole theme of the government has now shifted to like, it's time to, sim- we got to simmer down, simmer down, mm-hmm. simmer, 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 simmer down. Okay. okay. Don't, you're bringing that back? Where did it come from? It was Sherry O'Terry on Saturday Night Live. Mm, simmer down. Simmer down now. That was all that character did. <laughs> it was tell people they had to simmer down. Simmer down. You know, that could have been Biden's campaign slogan. Sure. Simmer down. He could have had her introduce him <laughs> at rallies and stuff. What's her leanings? Do we know? She like the she's not like Victoria. What's her name? Oh, Victoria Jackson. That's right. Who became a cuckoo Christian cuckoo? I mean, she was all Trump, Trump a dump. She was all Trump a dump. She went way over. She went way over. You know, like she saw Dennis Miller and said, "I'm going further than that." Dennis Miller, he went Trump. I, I he went conservative after 
9-11. Oh, that's right. 9-11. He had a 9-11 conversion. Yes. Yeah. He had a 9-11 conversion. I don't understand that. 9-11, that was supposed to be, we were all apolitical after that. That was the whole thing. I know. That we all he, went apolitical. I, I think it, it started when, I think I remember reading an interview with him where he said it started <laughs> when people were comparing Rudo, Rudy Giuliani to a Nazi, like when he was mayor. Pre-9-11. And he didn't think that was right. And it's like, I'm changing fun- my beliefs. <laughs> Isn't that a funny thing? The funniest thing. Because of thing. how Rudy Giuliani ended up playing yeah. into our national nightmare. You thought he seemed like a Nazi before. <laughs> but I, I love the idea of like, I saw people being mean to this one guy. So I was like, I'm changing my whole worldview. And now I'm like that guy that everyone I mean, was mean to. I kind of get the changing the worldview. I get... Maybe not on that, like being someone mean to them or whatever. But like I've I went through a lot of disillusionment this week in particular, mm-hmm. like a lot. And it's more on a local government level right now, yeah. Where I'm focusing my frustration because of thing things that are happening. If you read the LA Times, and I might have to cancel. I'm not canceling that subscription until I get a vaccine. Now we're talking cancel culture. (laughs) But I don't, like the LA Times is covering every base. Like they are not letting one narrative drive the train. To to the detriment of? Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 They're like all up Newsom's butt or all over Newsom's shit. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Did you like my uh, analogies? Really good. <laughs> I don't know. Paul's leaving. <laughs> He's going to come back. I hope. Uh, oh, thank you for doing it in another area. We're, now we're starting that because this year we had yeah, it back to life. Uh, I don't know how many of you out there are hold up with your significant other this whole time. We did pretty good, I think. We got through it. Yeah. Well, it was. It's challenging for everybody. You know what I mean? It's not like even I, over yet, by the way. I know. I, th- I, think, I think we've done pretty well, I got to say. I think we've done really well, but I also think this, like, this was not in the manual. No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like when they, when it was that's like, what I'm saying. When you're like, for richer, for poorer, for better, for worse, whatever. No one's saying like, what if you have to be stuck in your home together for a year? That I would have laughed. I would have been like, that's crazy. I would have laughed in the face of that person. I would have been like, what do you mean? Like a worldwide pandemic? I'm like what? <laughs> that's not in our vows. Get out of here. I thought it was like we were just like being in shitty moods or we get cancer. <laughs> I didn't Somebody know. gets laid off or something. Yeah. <laughs> or like, oh, I've got like, you know, a neurological disease or whatever. Okay. okay. Let's not <laughs> name the horrible things. <laughs> I didn't know it was like. It's, I felt like we were starting down a bad road. <laughs> it, was like, it was making me uncomfortable. <laughs> Paul doesn't like when I talk about death, which I do like a lot. Mm, I mean, what do I do? I'm not aware of this situation. Really? Yeah. I feel like this is such a a, a recurring theme when I'll be like, okay, when I die, I want you to blah, blah, blah. Or like... 
I think it's more and like you talk like, about oh. me dying before you, and maybe that's what I don't like no, about it. No, it's me. Because I'll be like, I don't care if I die because it's been pretty good, you know? Oh, this is different, though. This is this is when, this is not just when you talk about death. This is me, when you decide, like, I think, like, at uh, 70, that's enough. Well, yeah, uh, that is a good run, 70. <laughs> it's not, yeah, but I'm <laughs> saying you could go further than that. He get, does not like when I say that. He's like, stop, stop. Because it makes it sound like you're planning something. Maybe I, oh. maybe I am. Is Dr. Kevorkian still alive? I don't think so. He's not? No, I don't think so. I didn't watch Kevorkian on HBO. He was so. crushed by his own machine. Oh, it's a machine? No. I thought it was just like pills. <laughs> by the way, it's insane that euthanasia is re- like some kind of legal situation. Mm-hmm. Like... Shouldn't you just be like, yeah, I want my friend, I want my friend to morphine me out. I got I know, a, I, I've got a terminal illness. Yes. I think that obviously I, th- I think that there are extreme cases that you have to guard against, but you know, you definitely, you definitely know when somebody else making that decision. Right. Like that Jeremy Irons movie with Glenn Clut. Uh, you have no idea. <laughs> Klaus von Bula. <laughs> I've never seen that Klaus movie. Von- I've only seen oh a commercial. God, that should be our watch along. <laughs> That's Maybe gotta we should be do our watch, watch along. along. Do you know what? I may have seen it when it came out, and I haven't seen it since then. I think it's like good. I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's a quality movie. Is it a Barbette Schroeder? Who? The director. Gesundheit. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it was a little late. A little late. I'll allow it. I think it's fine. Okay. We can we can edit out the pause. Okay. So it seems like it comes right out of sure. Software. Good thinking. Maybe we should do that. I think that was a good... It's called... What's it called? Reversal of Fortune. Reversal of Fortune. Let me give him that Jeremy Irons one more time. You have no idea. <laughs> oh, my God. They should do a remake. I should play... You shouldn't... I should... You should murder me. And your son, Ivan Bulo, doesn't she... She narrates it from her coma or something? How do you well, know that? Well, Klaus, you've done it again. I don't remember that part. I could be entirely wrong, but I can't imagine they got Glenn Close to just lie in a bed... <laughs> It's like a true story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, Alan Dershowitz. <laughs> Dersh. Do you know he, I had to fire him fin- as our lawyer? <laughs> you fired him? Yeah. We need him. It was an executive decision. It just seemed like That's fine. the heat was on. Well, we'll get someone else to handle lowering the age of consent. <laughs> Legally, which which is we were fighting for. Yeah, that suit, <laughs> that suit we located where we could take it all the way right. to lower the age of That's consent. Right. That's like his his whole thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's his whole thing. By the way, it's his eyes on that. He's like he's like in every. I mean, he's in the. Uh, he figures into the um, the Ryan Murphy OJ. He was part of the OJ stuff. Oh yeah, that's right. That's he right. was part of the Dream Team. Who played him in that? It was, what's his name? Evan Handler. Yes, Evan Handler. Yes. Ron Silver plays him in we Reversal We follow one another on Twitter, me and Aww. Evan Handler. I don't know if he he finds my tweets amusing. It's fine. He might not even still follow me. You never know, man. He's probably, maybe he's blocked me. I think about the people that I got excited that followed me and then... I realized they probably regret this. They Sam, probably saw one Sam funny Neil. thing. Sam Neil follows I know. you. Sam Neil probably saw a funny thing that I tweeted and then has muted me. 
My excitement over being followed, my big excitement is Josh Mankiewicz. I know. Because I love Dateline. We're going to have dinner post-pandemic. Who, oh, we were telling our friend David Reese about this. Yes. Yes. We saw a friend this week. Yeah, which is really nice. In the backyard from a distance. God was watching us. And <laughs> we had a, we had a he, lovely visit. He was, was, one of, he, he was one of us. Yeah. Wait, was, that's a different song. He from was a the, distance and if God was one of us. I conflated that's them. That's right. Hey. He was the wind beneath our wings. We, we're feeling a little bit more optimism this week. A yes. couple of things have happened. I mean, there have been some announcements about about the vaccination gender stuff. Gender reveals. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we've uh, Look, we've gotten a couple great gender reveals. I watched the Biden address, which I found to be very optimistic. Mm-hmm. Although right before he started, I was like, he put a lot of conditions on whether we're going to be vaccinated. A lot of ifs, yeah. If we do this, if the virus doesn't do this, if, you know... If then, we're not a nation of lunatics, everything's going to be great. Uh-oh, <laughs> bad news. Uh, I was just like, oh, this is, and he was saying July 4th is our target. He thinks we can like have a barbecue together. Is he saying that will be our Independence Day? <laughs> Independence Day. You know, let freedom ring. Let the white doves sing. sing. What were you singing no. over there? <laughs> I can't. I forgot some of the words. The white ball? Um, wait, let's talk about, let's talk. Okay. Well, we still, why don't we take a break and then we'll oh, come back. Oh, is it time? Yeah, I think so. I think it's close enough. Mm, okay. <laughs> got some new sponsor. We got a new sponsor this new week. New sponsor this week. You'll love it, guys. Guys. Specifically guys. I do. Ooh, love. It's la, only for guys. Saison. All right. We'll be right back. <laughs> Green Chef. Yeah, Green Chef is back, baby. Thanks for sponsoring our show. What's Green Chef? Well, I'll tell you. It is the first USDA-certified organic meal kit company. Enjoy clean ingredients you can trust, seasonally sourced for peak freshness. Green Chef is the most sustainable meal kit, offsetting 100% of its direct carbon emissions and plastic packaging in every box so you can feel great about what you're eating and how it got to your table. Let me tell you, in our personal household, we love Green Chef. We've ordered it so many times over the past year. And you know this past year has been something else. So there's many times where Green Chef has saved our sanity and made things so simple and so delicious. We have enjoyed everything we've tried from Green Chef. And as you may or may not know, uh, HelloFresh owns Green Chef. We have ordered from HelloFresh. We like switching back and forth between them. They're all great. And it makes things so easy and so delicious. Highly recommended by me, personally. Here is a call to action. Go to greenchef.com slash 90homekins and use code 90homekins, that's 90-H-O-M-E-K-I-N-S, to get $90 off, including free shipping. That is greenchef.com slash 90homekins. Use code 90homekins to get $90 off, including free shipping. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. We are so excited to be sponsored by Blue Chew. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets combat all forms of ED and can help men gain extra confidence when it's time to perform. Blue Chew is an online prescription service. So no going to the doctor, no awkward talks, no waiting in line, and it's right shipped to you in a discreet package. It's simple. Sign up at bluechew.com. Consult with one of their licensed medical providers. And once you're approved, you'll receive your 
prescription within days. And the best part, it's all online. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. Blue Chew's Sedenafil and Tadalafil are chewable, so you don't even have to swallow pills. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and they prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. So if you could benefit from this amazing product, it's time to go to bluechew.com and we got a special deal. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code HOMEKINS at checkout and all you have to do is pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com promo code HOMEKINS to get your first month free. Thanks, Blue Chew. Cuckoo. I know, but I wanted people to hear Cuckoo. He's been, he's, she's been creeping in during the breaks. Cuckoo's creeping in during the breaks. Cuckoo, are you getting microphone shy? <laughs> Cuckoo. Cuckoo. All right. All right. So let's talk about the future of the podcast Ugh. because we don't have any immediate – it's not like we have any immediate plans, but um, – Oh, and by the way, I've sold ads throughout the rest of this year. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that's going to work. But um, I was like, yeah, we're, we can do that in December. Luckily, we're not getting paid, so um, <laughs> uh, it's all the same when we stop doing it. I mean, supposedly it. we – well, yeah. Okay. But I, th- I think we could do this once a month. You don't think every other week? No, I don't. I think every other week would be very hard to stick to. But I think once a month – And a watch-along? Yeah, we can do watch-alongs One, too. Once a month and a watch-along? Every month? A watch-along a month? We might have to put some of those ads up front on the watch-along. No, watch that long we be, sold. No, no, no. That's weird. <laughs> watch along would be a separate thing, but I don't think once a month. <laughs> well, what do you think about that? I think I don't once know. A month- I have to think about it because I also feel like how long is it going to take until the button is pressed and we're full tilt mm. societally? We need to be that P for the FT. <laughs> what? Need to push that button for the full tilt. For the full tilt, the button's got to be pushed. Push for the full tilt. <laughs> push for full tilt. Um. <laughs> I think I know what you're trying to say to me, <laughs> but <laughs> Katie gave me a series of hand signals. Were you trying to say make that the episode title? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Push, push. Why did you tell? Why did you? Well, I thought we were trying to get. Because they've already seen it by this point. We're trying to get the magic back. I thought we were trying to get the magic back. Honey, we're trying to get our personal magic back, <laughs> not the on mic magic. That's, that's, that's never that been a problem. <laughs> oh. I'm just kidding. Full t- push for full tilt. You said P for the F to the T. Whatever you said. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, he's saying July 4th we could have, like, these small gatherings, but I saw a graph on the internet. Oh, no. That said all of America can't be, can't get to the full herd until end of August. (laughs) The full herd. Right now, we're separated from the herd. We're like wandering around like idiots. Right now, the herd, they're, oh, and by the way, they're like opening indoor dining here on Monday and they're opening Disneyland and they're opening, what's it called? Movie theaters. It's sorry, madness. I have the hiccups now. I have the hiccups, sorry. Are they limiting? There goes the magic. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you came for. Um, They're limiting, yeah, like 25% capacity, which... 
doesn't make sense because only 10% of the population is vaccinated. 25% capacity for what? Everything? It Movie var- theaters? They all vary like... <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever gotten hiccups on stage? No. I haven't either, but I sneezed once on stage and it was weird. <laughs> when? I was, it was a thrilling adventure hour show. <laughs> and I was like, I was in the middle of, I don't, th- I don't think I had dialogue at the time, but I had to turn away and sneeze. And it never happened to me on stage because usually it's like everything kind of, your body kind of goes into a stasis. Sure. And you do the thing. There's an adrenaline then, yes. that, that kicks yeah. in. And- but it was very weird to me. It was a, such a strange experience. You just have to acknowledge it according to Stan Oslovsky. Well, guess what, Stan? I didn't. <laughs> By the way, Stanislavski wrote you a letter. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> Stan the man. By the way, Stan, Stan the man. Stan the man, Stanislavski. By the way, I studied like, quote, unquote, Stanislavski, which mm. is like such a like generic term for acting study because he, uh, like he started at one place at the beginning of his career and ended at another. So like it runs the, so if you're like, Oh, I studied Stanislavski. It's like, well, which, what, right. You know, it's just, I guess it's like, you know, I guess he like informed a lot of different types of study. Do his teachings go up to a certain point and then he deviates from them after that? He doesn't like deviate. It's more like he, he, he like evolves. Like he develops a process. Right. That is is not the same as the beginning. So, is anybody? So, if somebody were to take Stanislavski now, mm-hmm. would they be getting the benefit of the entire journey? I think I think it's all bullshit in a way because, mm-hmm. and funny that you're talking about this because I was just talking about acting classes with Joel today because he was well, like, "You just brought it up." <laughs> I guess you're right. <laughs> Maybe it was on my mind. What a strange coincidence. We were coincidence. talking about all these acting classes, and I was like, oh. Because then I was like, oh, I've been through so many fucking acting classes, like some seriously fucked up acting classes, you know, like whatever. Yeah. But uh, I think like if you were to study Sam's Lockie today, they would just cherry pick the most popular and mm. mainstream applications to acting. Mm. I don't most, think you would start. Most of it is think of a sad thing to cry, right? <laughs> Yeah, that's it. It's more like, I guess, like, it's all, I'm messing, I'm probably going to mess this up, but from my understanding of it, it's very text-based. Like, it's all, like, through the text. Like, the text is the thing, and, like, you find your, you know, everything you play through the text, and, 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 like, the circles of concentration, and blah, 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 blah. So what's Meisner, then? I don't know. I never really did (laughs) Meisner stuff. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. What is the technique that makes people say, call me by the character's name? Method acting. That's method acting. Okay. That's more Stanislavski based. Okay. But I don't know. I think it, it, but also like there was an embracing of technique too. It doesn't have to be, you know, I'm messing this up. By the way, I have a master's and I should be able to teach this (laughs) shit. Yeah. But I would just make up my own approach because why wouldn't you? Because I've had like a spectrum of things that I've been exposed to, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would just say this is cool or this is cool. Anyway, 
I'm reading Cicely Tyson's memoir right now. I think I mentioned were, I would go up to the blackboard and I'd put a big, white, thick white line down the middle, right? Mm-hmm. Then on the left side, I would write cool. And on the right side, I would write uncool. Okay. And then I would list the things that are cool and uncool. Okay. What and are I cool? I would say, cool, acting good. Okay. What's uncool? <sighs> acting bad. <laughs> <laughs> Those would be at the top. <laughs> the best acting I've ever, the best acting class I've ever was in was in New York after all my training mm-hmm. in dumb drama school. Who was that teacher again? Joan Rosenfeld. Joan Rosenfeld. And I love her so much. Like, I loved her class so much. It was so, it was so perfect to the way, like, I think about acting. Like, it was very emotional, very emotion based. Was that the one that John Hodgman took as well? Yes, and John Hodgman took it with me. Mm-hmm. We took it together. He didn't stay in it, though. I took it, like, I think I took it a lot longer than he did. I, I was kind of like, a, I was all in. Well, he was all, he was also new to acting at that time. He was new to acting. And he was, he was trying and things out. And he didn't out. have a process. Right. He didn't have a process. Much like myself. <laughs> but I think it's so stupid in a weird way to say you don't have a process because... You know, you get to a place, you just get to a place, like you have a way to get to a place. Well, you know, it's funny because I am going through some self, like some serious weird self-doubt right now because I'm digitizing all these old tapes, Mm -hmm. old VHS tapes that I've been carting around for decades, Mm -hmm. right? And so there is old stand-up stuff, which is like, I... Cannot watch it with the sound on. Really? Yeah. Like how like old? The, like oh my god! I started in the eighties. So, so this like is, from the eighties. This is stuff from the late eighties, early nineties. Did you find anything that wouldn't fly in today's culture? <laughs> <laughs> there were two full blackface performances. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Rape jokes. Tons. Yeah. Um, no, nothing like that. But I, I. And I didn't like watch any sets in full because I would, I would like just kind of, and I wasn't even in the room while I was digitizing. I would go in and check on it mm-hmm. to see when it was over. And I would see like a little bit of myself, hear a little bit of myself. I, and it was like, wow, I had no idea. How do you feel when you watch yourself at that age? Do you feel, how do you feel about that person that you see? Do you feel nurturing? It's, it's different than I expected. And I don't feel nurturing. I don't feel nurturing. Do you feel a sense of pride at where you are today? I haven't gotten to that point. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that I, I, it's, it's pretty cringy for me because I, it takes me back to a place of uh, remembering when, you know, I had a, I had a, a pretty good deal of arrogance about, uh, how funny I was, how talented I was. And I think probably a a lot of that was fear and insecurity, Mm -hmm. you know, but I do remember, like, I definitely, I remember the feeling of, I was convinced, like, I I think, you know, honestly, I think that can serve you as a performer when you're getting, when you're in a raw young, um, novice Mm -hmm. place. Yeah. Accessing a bravado 
that maybe is covering for lack of wisdom or experience is a survival skill. Well, here's the thing about, I, I totally agree. And the thing about comedy specifically is that there's a certain amount of self-delusion that you have to have when you were starting out. I can only imagine. That you have to have it because if you actually, if you actually knew how not funny you were, <laughs> you Or would just stop. examine the act of getting up on stage alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's such a courageous thing to pursue. I mean, I, I just think stand-up, mm. I've always loved stand-up. Like, you know, I'm kind of like yeah. a stand-up fan. But, yeah, yeah. but um, I just find it, I, I can't even imagine the art of it. Like, I would never mm-hmm. be able to get up on stage alone and... Yeah. And just be myself and say, hey, this is how I see the world. And my point of view is pretty funny. And it's also universal. Mm-hmm. That's That takes a lot of... Um, well, I, I I agree and I disagree. A lot of override. I know, I know what you're saying. Yeah. It does take a lot of override. Because it is... It's for people that do it. It's a thing that you need to do. And yes. you're, you're never thinking about it in those terms. Mm-hmm. You know, in Thank terms God. Of, I in mean, terms I would, of courage. Or, I would hate life without stand-up comedy. Yeah. I mean, seriously. I love stand-up comedy. I hope it never goes out of style. <laughs> I don't think that it will. You don't? Because it, it definitely goes through periods of, Absolutely. of fashion, right? Yes. I mean... Well, yes. It, it's, it's boom and bust for sure. And when I started... Back in, in 1986, when I was started going to open mics, it was definitely a boom was happening and comedy clubs were springing up all over the place and there were like one-nighter rooms and bars and everywhere, you know. And so it was a great time to get started because there were a lot of stages sure. where you could get stage time. Yeah. And, and a community. Then, I mean, the community must have been huge if that was the case. It was pretty – yeah. I mean, the the working people – it was a smaller community, but there were also people that would come in regularly from New York and other places that mm-hmm. you would you would see a lot. You'd get to know them. Um, but the larger community, there were a lot of people that were open micers, like perennial open micers and stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. And then the bottom dropped out of that particular boom. Um, by the mid nineties, mm-hmm. early nineties. Mm-hmm. And then I had to go back to a day job and then I moved out here. But, and then the alternative comedy scene. Yeah. 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 Just like, that's yeah. when I moved out here was when alternative comedy was becoming like all the rage. Yeah. And that was the Could rise of another it, boom. Yeah. yeah. That boom was like awesome. Yeah. And now I don't know where things yeah, are. Yeah. What is it now? What is the comedy trend I, I, now? I feel like now things are very divided between the thing that, that it makes the most noise and gets the most attention, I think, is like these sort of these, uh, you know, <laughs> people that have specials titled like triggered and stuff like that. Uh huh. Censored, un- unwatchable. <laughs> <laughs> If you do another special, I think you should call it unwatchable. Please watch it unwatchable. Um, but yeah, there's so there's like people that are just doing comedy, and then there's people that are, you know, the, this this crowd that's all about you know anti PC, and you know you can't say anything anymore, and they're there. That's what's all over Netflix is all those specials, right? You can go, and I think there's a section of like off- that's called offensive comedy or something. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. On Netflix, it's I something. Pull, it's worded something I'm like pulling that. Pulling that one up. Yeah, we should take a look. But it's it's all the things are like, 
you can't cancel me. <laughs> like, <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> like in your face, kind of like. Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's all like, it's all the same stuff. Um, but I. But, but right now, comedy is not really existing, right? Because the clubs are closed. The clubs are closed, but people are doing. There's parking lot shows. There are well, yeah. Uh, Dave Chappelle had those. Shows. Out, uh, Dave Chappelle had the farm shows yeah, or yeah. whatever. He had outdoor shows because we. Wa- I watched the YouTube. Did you yeah. watch his YouTube? We watched it together. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, you were here. Thanks. <laughs> there were times I had to kind of like pretend. So much you love stand-up comedy. It's like you had to. <laughs> Put me in soft focus in the side. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just a blip. There's in nothing your better though than watching it live. I'm sorry. Yeah, like absolutely. Specials can be great, and thank God they exist because then we can access our favorite comedians and find out who we like. Yeah. But when you're like, you know, able to see someone on a stage in the room with them, mm-hmm. that's just like, that's lightning in a ball. I mean, I yeah. don't know. It's just. I love no, it. No, it's it can be it can be truly transcendent, you know. And I I love those nights. And I'm glad that I I eventually got to a point where I feel good about my comedy, you know. Um and honestly the when I think of it when I think about when I got really good at it, when I felt like this is me and this is I'm finally who I am. It's laboring under delusions. Really? It yeah. wasn't your HB like the the Drinking? No, that was like a play that I was trying to I know, do. but I loved it. But it's not the same as a stand-up show. Like, I felt like like laboring under delusions, I got good at stand I, That was when I became who I am. You're, yeah, you you, like you found your comedy voice. Like, yes. you found, like, this is my stand-up voice. Just in time to pretty much hit a wall. <laughs> um, <laughs> the thing about your comedy <laughs> is, even though your specials are amazing, you're so much better live because you get to... I mean, folks, you have to enjoy the live experience. The live experience is not what they're they're like, oh, it has to be this amount of time and this bit goes here and this bit goes there or whatever. Yeah. When you're live, you just, you're like off the rails, man. Yeah. You're off the rails. Off the rails. Nobody off can the keep, rails. Nobody can keep me on those rails. But I watching those old tapes, I was I I expected to kind of laugh at myself. Do you know what I mean? What do you think? What do you think uh, your new stand up? If you go out, Honey, it's going to be like pandemic material. Yeah, exclusively. <laughs> <laughs> Just a solid 90 minutes of pandemic material. How like, I didn't think I'd ever wear regular pants And I'm again. probably going to have to work on it for a year or two years. So definitely five <laughs> years from now, people are going to be loving my 90 minutes Did of pandemic material. Did we all think material. that we were just going to be seeing each other on Zoom forever or what? <laughs> No, I'm just saying like you thought you'd laugh at yourself, but you couldn't laugh at no, yourself. I thought it would be I thought I would I would like I thought it would really be funny to see myself that long ago. I mean, we're talking like decades, you know what I mean? And it wasn't. It was different. Like seeing high school shows, like because I'm I digitized my high school musicals. Yeah, yeah. That's a different thing. Right. That was also a surprise because in my mind I was a better actor than I was. And then I was like, my acting style has not changed that much. since <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. But that was, of course, that's like, I, but also, I don't know. I'm like in a weird emotional place where I didn't enjoy seeing that as much as I thought that I would. It, it, it gave me, 
negative feelings instead of positive like feelings. You were expecting a sense of nostalgia? Not a sense of nostalgia, but mm. I thought, wow, you know, I've I've lived this life and I've come all this way and it'll be funny and cute to see my my younger self. And it wasn't. I think I I think I was I think that what it was was I saw in that in those younger images of myself, it took me back to remembering all the shit that I did wrong when I was those ages. The, 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 like the dumb kid shit that you do, you know, feelings that I'd hurt and, sure. um, mistakes that I'd made and stuff like that. And it's, it kind of sucked because I was, I, I wanted to have a laugh. You know what I mean? I think for you, but look, it's also where I am right now is like I'm in a state of clinical You're depression. You're in a bad place. Yeah. And I and I'm not saying that we're um this is just a fact. You're just in a yeah. you're in a rough place. Yeah, yeah. Um I, I um I think for you you need to your assignment is to learn to love that Paul. Honey. Look at that Paul. And be like, I love him. You think I haven't been given that assignment before? He's so <laughs> stupid and makes so many mistakes. And if he didn't make all of those mistakes, he would not have made this Paul right here that knows better. Do you know what I will tell you? And you can thank him and honor him. I know, I know. Look. And put a piece of chocolate at his feet or a flower at his feet. The fuck? I'm not doing that. <laughs> Okay, don't go there. I, That's why I'm not there. Sometimes, sometimes I am able to do that, but it is it is difficult. I mean, I get that. Like, I I think if I saw some old videos of myself, it would be kind of cringy. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, what would make me sad would be like, oh God, I'll never be that skinny again. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing is to look at old video and say, oh, that's when I thought I was fat. <laughs> or like, Jesus Christ, I didn't have a wrinkle and I thought I was like an old fucking hag, man. You know, and I didn't enjoy that shit when I had it, you know? I know. How can you? You know, I didn't realize I, I would like, I looked at myself in these high school shows and I was like, I was very attractive. <laughs> Like yeah. I was, I was kind of hot. I think and we're I had all no hot. idea when we're eighteen, right? Yeah. When you're eighteen, you're kind of hot. It is true. Everyone in those videos is like beautiful. I remember I love when all. I was a senior so in me. high school. This is going to sound weird, but it's true. When I was a senior in high school, I was at a girls' school for the that time. And um, Ashley Hall, where girls are champions, <laughs> where girls are champions, and um. I looked around at all of my classmates and I was just like, God, they're so beautiful. I just remember thinking like, this is, this is a time when people exude an inner beauty. Mm -hmm. Like it's that cusp of like childhood to adulthood. Like you have one foot and there's a lot of Not a girl, not yet a woman. So gross. Leave Brittany alone. Because it's gross. Like who? Leave Brittany alone. Oh, Brittany, 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 Brittany. Yes. Oh, was that one? That was, that was a Neil Diamond song. That was one of... Wh- what? Neil Girl, Diamond had a song called... You'll be, be a woman. <laughs> right, Soon. That's, a, that's do, do, slightly do, do. different. That's slightly different than not a girl, not yet a woman. Girl, you'll be a woman soon. What's not a creepy. girl, not yet a woman? 
Is it a Britney song? It's a Britney song, yeah. How's it go? I'm not a girl, not yet a woman. I'm Britney Spears, Esquire. That's a terrible song. I know. It's weird that it was. It's a not hit. a real song. It is a real song, but I don't know how it goes. <laughs> I don't, you know what? I don't know if it's a song. It might be the title of an album. Oh, okay. But I'm there not we sure. go. And listen, if you want to tell us, don't. We've already looked it up. Guess what, guys? <laughs> we have Google. That's right. We remembered you're out there. We have Google. And we use it. I use I'm a prolific Googler. Prolific. <laughs> what a brag. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I look up a lot of things. I look up everything. I look up everything. Okay. <laughs> I just do. It's just like, it's just part of my DNA. Mm-hmm. That's all I have to say. Okay. Statement made. That's Chew all. Chew on that. <laughs> so we saw a friend this week. We had the Biden interview. We watched Godspell the other day. Well, you kind of watched yes. it. Yes. This is a movie. Godspell was a an off-Broadway musical that that was uh, made into a movie, which is very rare. Um, you like to play the music, and I was familiar with the music. Yes. Music is great. I had not seen this movie since I was a child, and I had to watch it for a uh, podcast that I just that I, I will be appearing on soon. Okay. Oh, we recorded it. It hasn't come out yet, but it'll come out, I think, in a couple weeks. But Title of the podcast. Title okay. I don't know if I was supposed to be quiet about it, but I think oh. it's, I think it's fine. It's fine. I'll, I'll blow it. I up. I thought you were on it in order to not be quiet. Like they wanted the Paul F. Tompkins bump. I well, I don't. But it's a couple weeks from now, so I don't oh, know what okay. they're. I didn't. We didn't discuss it. Got but it. it's called Good Christian Fun, um, and it's uh, a really wonderful podcast. It's hosted by um, these two. Uh, Kevin T. Porter and Caroline Eli. Eli? Eli. Mm, Caroline, I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh it's a it's a great show. And they are they are uh people with um religious backgrounds and a religious present, uh, who host this podcast where they talk about um Christian entertainment. Um and it's not super serious, it's not evangelical, it's not, they're not trying to convert anybody and they're not trying to trash talk the church. Um, it is just about Christian entertainment. They should have my friend uh, from college, Marty Simpson, on the podcast, who is a Christian comedian. Right. I think he would be more the the type of thing they would discuss. Oh. He loves It's talking. irreverent. Oh, okay. It's irreverent, Yes. Well, um, speaking of Christians... Well, wait, we were talking about Godspell. Oh, yeah, Godspell. Before we get into the... Christians? <laughs> the larger subject of Christians. <laughs> <laughs> let's, get, let's get micro before we get macro. So I had not seen this movie since I was a little child, and it was on TV. So I might have been seven years old. Okay. Um, That's pretty little. Yeah. But it made a huge impact on me, a huge subconscious impact on me because when I was watching it, I, I felt like I'd seen this movie a hundred times. So like, like you hadn't seen it since you were seven. Yes. You watched it yesterday. Yeah. And then yesterday it was as if you had never, you didn't, you had it memorized. Like you knew. I felt like I was a split second behind everything. Yes, 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 yes. There were, there were, like facial expressions that were familiar to me. There were like, I couldn't tell you 
the movie goes from here to here to here to here to here. But I, the, the, the people, the performers in this movie, I, Absolutely memorized everything, like as a child, memorized everything. Like you were hypnotized by the movie. Yes. As a child. Absolutely. And what I did not realize was that I was the target audience as a child because the way this movie is done, it's very like, it's like children's theater. It's very much like a kid's movie. Like the, the performances and everything, everyone's great. All the, all the performers are great. Yes. But it really is like, Oh, this is for kids, right? Kind of, right? Like the songs are for grownups, and everything else is for like kids. they're face painting and using puppets. Literally, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So I saw the movie as an older child. <laughs> yes, like I was shown it either at Catholic school or <coughs> CYO or something. Oh, you got your water. Um, <clears throat> CYO or something, and I think I was like too old for it because. Probably, yeah. Yeah, like, because I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah. You know, this, here, what's this, this cult? I could see if you were, if you were in, how old were you? I don't know. I just know I saw it as an older child. There, It's definitely like a, a past a point where you would see it as a kid and you would think this is corny as hell. Yeah. You know. Like I'm like, this, it's is also, a, this it's very seventies. This isn't Duran Duran. Yeah. It's <laughs> like it's not <laughs> that's all I was into. You know what I mean? When will Duran Duran make an album for Christ? It wasn't like the thriller album. I mean, come on. Yeah. But I, I love the music. I think the music is great. Yeah. I don't care about the rest of the I which I totally understand. But I did enjoy the New York of it all. Then, and then when they got to the trade center, I was like, "That's." I, know. I was like, the "Imagine them like shooting at the twin towers," and it's like they have no idea. Yeah, they have no idea. Two thousand one is gonna be what it is. I the, mean, the way the movie it's so weird to think the, about that stuff. The way the movie works is that they shoot in essentially an empty New York City. So they go to all these places, and it's just the it's just the cast and no one else around. And they, you know, they accomplish this like they're in various ways and it's very clever and it's very well done. And I think it's worth seeing as a, as a, a sort of curiosity. A study of New York, of a New York film. Yeah, absolutely. It's absolutely. definitely a New York film. It is a New York film for sure. Yeah. For sure. And then, um, so you watched that, you did the podcast. We watched, I watched Biden address the nation. We did watch, or you, I mostly watched. The Harry and Megan. <laughs> That's right. Interview with Oprah. That's right. I watched it for a while and then I felt like, I think I watched it for an hour and then I was like, an hour is good for me. But the first I think hour I've hit all was the like mostly Megan. Yeah. And she talks more than Harry. Harry's a little like. It sounds like you're proving my point. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I saw Archie's chick in. <laughs> Archie's chick in. What I just don't understand is like the 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 royal family. All they need to do is hire a better publicist. <laughs> I don't think that's all they need to do. But honestly, think about like the culture as it stands today uh-huh. and image. Ooh, back to the culture. I like this. <laughs> Take it a full circle. And image and everything. And like their image managers mm-hmm. are like 
don't get are not good. Right. <laughs> They're not good. Right, right, right. They're not figuring it out. Here's the thing. And I think what what their deal is, from everything I've read about it, uh-huh. I think it really is like the crown, where the idea is this institution remains unchanged. That's what makes it what it is. It's like, because it is, it's also mixed up with religion, which is like when when religions, like if, if Catholicism ever makes a change, people are always up in arms about it because it's like, no, this is, this is not, now it's something else. This is the thing that makes this what it is, is all these rules and regulations. And if you change them, then it's not this thing anymore. And I think that's the way the monarchy views itself is like, you know, we're not going to like the, the queen is not going to go on TV and say, you know what? I think it sucks that Megan was treated this way. I personally like her. I think she's great. And I'm going to talk to my racist family. Instead, I know, but what does that have to do with, with preserving religion or anything? Because like, she could say that she, she could can say, she can say whatever the fuck she wants. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? Also, by the way... We're still pretending that God made her the queen? This is ridiculous. Also, by the way... Okay, so fine. You want to have royals? Fine. You want to have royals? Fine. But, like, (laughs) why... Why... Like, they didn't have to treat Megan and Harry like that. No, but they're... They didn't. But they're, they're mired... They just didn't. They're mired in this fucking ridiculous tradition that is upheld just for the sake of tradition, just for the sake of what it is. And it's like, they're not real people. You know what I mean? <laughs> they're not like real people. Right. They're, they're but also weird like, figures. So the tradition is to be racist toward your new relative yes. that is a mixed race person. Yes. I think that sucks. I agree. <laughs> I also think that like, <laughs> that's the one thing they can change. For sure. Like if they're like, okay, we're religious. We don't comment on this or that. Fine. Mm-hmm. That can stay the same. Yeah. But if they're like, oh, we live in a world where it's absolutely disgusting mm-hmm. to be racist. Yeah. Like that, you know, like maybe back in the day at the beginning of the royal whatever, they, you know, sacrificed goats or something. You know what I mean? Like there's something that probably changed along the way. I, I would say a few things since goat sacrificing days probably changed. I've just made that up. They didn't sacrifice goats. I don't know what they, they did. Either. I don't know what they did because the thing has been around for how many hundreds of years? They or conquered what? the world. But I'm saying there were things that were archaic. Like they did beheadings, right? Yes. That's the, my point. If they can move past beheadings. Yeah. If they can move past beheadings, yeah. they can move past racism. Oh, look, they they have their church. The church that they have now, they have because of Henry VIII, who wanted to get divorced and couldn't get divorced. And he was like, I want, uh, and I, I, God, I hope I'm remembering this correctly from history. But the Church of England started because... He wanted he right. wanted a male heir, he and so from the Catholics, he broke or from the Catholics, and uh, and so the Church of England was formed with the king being the head of the church, mm-hmm. and so okay. they can do whatever they want. All they need is someone like Henry VIII that's like, I don't want it to be this way anymore. All they need is a weird, murderous monster. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> if they had somebody like you, think that Henry VIII, if he were the one around in 2021. Mm-hmm. 
And everyone was like, you're stupid and you're racist and you treat your own fucking family like shit yeah. and you're a piece of garbage. We're spitting on you. Mm-hmm. Oprah's sh- mouth is dropping on the goddamn floor <laughs> right. listening to your shit. Right. You think Henry VIII wouldn't be like, I'm going to change it to be this because I don't want to be a dick. Right. I mean, I want to be a dick, but I don't want to be a dick in the eyes of the world. Like, so, if some guy can change it back then to make it what he wants, then why can't some woman in today make it what the fuck she wants? They, she could, but it, I mean... Also, she's like, what, 90 or whatever, but yes. like... Uh, I, so I, fine, think, but. I think it's just that they want to preserve this thing. They They could make it that... You know, people are less racist within the confines of that crazy thing, but they're not, they're just so insulated. They're not, they're not real people. Also, it's like the whole thing is like, oh, they're royals. And it's like, oh, the royal this or royal that. All I had to be like is like, this is the royal therapist. We're bringing you (laughs) Megan. Never. Here's the royal therapist. They'll never do that. They just like deem someone that and they put them on the fucking yeah. staff. Yeah, yeah. And they're, they only have the one patient or they only have the patients that are in the royal family or whatever mm-hmm. because they're on some fucking staff and they make enough money to be like a, like a, like a visiting professor. Right. <laughs> or something. Yeah. That's never going to happen. I'm just saying like they could have done it. They're, they could have, but of course they could have done a mil- they could have done a million things to improve the world. Uh, at least, at least their little corner of it, and they haven't done that. You know, it's just so stupid because, like, it's why it's so stupid because, like, Meghan Markle. When, like, I got up early. I'm sorry, but I did to watch. I'm not even like a royal fanatic, but maybe I am. Okay, fine. I watched the Crown, whatever. Um, like, I got up early to watch it, and like, it felt like progress to me that he was marrying this mixed race person that was progressive and. You know, she had a career and it felt like progress. Like it felt like this is the modern. That's the thing though. It felt like progress for those people when it's actually, it should be an entirely unremarkable thing, but it feels like progress precisely because for the, for the they are mired in this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Here's what I'm more interested in, honestly. And I wish I brought it up earlier because I know we're about, cause you're about to cut me off. You keep looking at the button. You keep looking at the button. Yeah, we're getting we're getting ready to wind it up. Okay. I this is okay. This will be one of my recommendations. Okay, sounds good. Please Google the Vanity Fair profile of Army Hammer. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I haven't read it yet. Because I would much rather talk about the Hammer family than the royal family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Will you read it before next? And I then will. We'll talk, I promise. Maybe That'll talk, be my homework, absolutely. Because holy shit, y'all. You think succession is something? You think, holy, you think succession <laughs> is something? You think the Gettys? You idiots. You think the Gettys were How like dare you. something? You think that you think that whatever get that trash out of here. You got to read the hammer stuff because that shit is bananas. Mm-hmm. Bananas. So that's your wreck is the vanity and honestly, fair. Okay. okay, like Army Hammer, <laughs> like his whole thing with like his kinky, you know, I want to eat your body or whatever. 
as a dinner. Mm-hmm. Like his whole thing, like I want to eat you like an animal. <laughs> that is like I think there's something to generational trauma. I think there's something to it. I don't know yeah, the science of it. I don't know yeah. the science of it. Wait, you think there is something? I, I think I, I I give credit to that theory. Absolutely, of generational trauma. Yeah, but like, is general like is generational trauma meaning like you you got a DNA thing, like a fucked up DNA thing? Yes, that it, that trauma can be passed down genetically. just through like science, not through like someone influencing you. That's what I'm talking about. Yes, is that a real thing? Yeah, is that what they mean by generational trauma? They mean that trauma is handed down. Like it's it's a physiological thing that is handed physiological, down. Physiological, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I believe that. You do? Yeah. That's terrifying. <laughs> it is, but I think it depends on I think it depends on what the what the trauma is and um I don't know I don't know a ton about it. I know that they they did it to fucking mice. Mice, you got screwed again. <laughs> All right. Uh, here's my recommendation. I'm doing a show with my thrilling adventure pals, and this is what prompted the um, the digitizing of all these old tapes. We're doing a show and tell show, cocktail hour, on Saturday, March 20th, where we're going to share. We're all going to share weird old clips. Very cute. Of various weird things that very we've done. Clever. Yeah. So I'm trying to narrow it down to what I'm going to show. I mean, the high school stuff is very tempting. Um, It'll come to you for sure, I think. It'll come to me, Because yeah. you're digitizing more. I mean, he pulled out. He went in the garage that I'm scared to go into. <laughs> <laughs> he came back with a box that was impressive. Yeah. It's, it's essentially two boxes of stuff, of VHS and CDs, or DVDs, I should say. Uh-huh. And I've finished one box full. And okay. so I'm on the second box. Um, but it's a lot of stuff. So Saturday the 20th, and where can people find tickets for that? Go to pauleftompkins.com slash live. Okay. Yeah. And don't you have something with Lauren coming up? Oh, no, that's Not in till April. April, yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. But sorry. we, Lauren and I, Lauren Lapkus and I do a sh- uh, an improv show the first Monday of every month. So the next one's April 5th. Okay, great. Yeah. Anything else you would like to recommend outside of your own plugs? No, not that I can think of. Okay, well, I want everyone to read the Army Hammer. <laughs> yeah, it's noted. Noted. I'm also, uh, y'all. Y'all. Uh, y'all. I'm on a rabbit hole with that Alan V. Farrow stuff. Yeah. I just discovered they are doing a companion podcast. Also, you love a companion <laughs> podcast. I've been listening to that companion podcast. Also, I, Chris, who is the girlfriend, Christine Eber? Ever don't say Christine Ebersole. It was not her. Who is it? I can't remember her last name, but it's, no, that was her name. No, that's an entirely different person. Who is that? Who's <laughs> Christine Ebersole is like a famous Broadway personality. That wasn't the okay. No. Whatever. <laughs> Might have to read her memoir because I read this whole long article about her. I want to say it came out in twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. Where she's talking about some things that are very um, informative, shall yes. we say, about a certain person's personality. <laughs> yeah, let's leave it at that. Blind item. All right. 
Thank you for listening, everybody. <laughs> we love you. Oh, wait. We have one more recommendation. What is it? We finished the investigation on HBO. <laughs> That's true. The investigation on HBO. It is a Danish show. With some of our friends from Borgen. That's right. Our, our, one of our first loves, Borgen. It's a dramatized miniseries about a true crime that happened back in 2018. Yes. And it it's all about their investigation because it was a very complicated... I cannot believe, now that I know the story, yeah. that they solved this crime. It's amazing, yeah. And the, way they, the way they go about it. And I saw people online that were watching and posting about it, like, this show, like, nothing happens, but it's, it's really riveting. And it's like, no, no, it's not that nothing happens. It's that they... <laughs> They're thinking the, the a lot. The pace of it, they're the thinking. pace of it is like they're cha- yes. We're, we're not going to spoil it for you, but watch it. It is subtitled, um, but the investigation. I think we watched it on HBO Max. Um, th- it's on HBO regular, but HBO Max is HBO regular now, right? Yeah. Who knows? If it's on HBO regular, it's on HBO. The Max. streaming wars. There's another war for oh, you. It's coming up. Uh, R.I.P. Quibi. All right. Um, <laughs> thank you for listening. We love you. Uh, we're Stay Up Homekins at Twitter and Instagram, stayofhomekins at gmail.com. Um, and we will be back next week. Keep hope alive. Keep hope alive. Keep hope alive. It's happening. We'll see you next week. Until then, stay, stay safe, safe, stay, stay sane, sane, and stay, stay home. home.